Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We're back. We're back. The Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. Fisher DeSablos, DJ Nikki Snacks, Kreider, and the Quan Cosby. We got to do, we had to do another OU preview with our boy Q. We can't, we can't not do it. We had Caleb Kelly on. on the ground. O, former OU linebacker. Honestly, like we gave him props when he was on the show. Got to give him props. He knew our team cold. He obviously knew his team cold. He was a great guest. But we got to get your thoughts in the game, Q. Uh, how are you feeling going into this one? How's what's the what's the vibe like? I know we were there last year. We beat their ass 49 nothing. But their quarterback is back. Caleb reminded us they have 63 new guys in the roster. There's a lot of changes that have gone on for the Oklahoma Boomer Sooners. So what are you thinking about going into this one? Man, at the end of the day, they're five and oh, so you have to respect them on that level. They do have the quarterback back who wasn't here last year. Um, and it's we all know what this game is. I mean, hell, you can throw away records, rankings, you name it. It's about who comes in, hits them in the mouth. And um, as good as they've been on a deep ball, because uh, because they certainly have been. Uh, and on third down, I think we even talked about that you know last week. But um, our defense, they just keep improving, man. So uh, the vibe is good, dude. Longhorn Nation is pouring in. I'm in the hotel already, and I was downstairs, and um, one of the people checking me in was like, it's about time. Nothing but Oklahoma people have been here for the last couple of days. And so, um, yeah, man, I'm fired up like like we always are for this game. Mm -hmm. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah, I, you know, we were talking about it yesterday, and Caleb, again, like we mentioned, you know, our former guest last show, he played in the game. And, like, I think you're alluding to it here. Records don't matter. Win losses don't matter. What you did last year doesn't matter. Every year it's a brand new story, a brand new game, and it's brand new players, especially in the transfer portal era. And a lot of these guys like 63. are 63. Yeah, like I mentioned, yeah, 63 new. I didn't realize crazy. that. Yeah, a lot of new guys. So, like, quite frankly, like, you know, it was mentioned last year, like, this game doesn't mean a lot to those guys. This game, like, last year's game doesn't mean a lot, sorry, to those guys. This year, fresh blood means a lot. Like it's a completely different story. It's their turn to kind of make their stamp on this one. And, you know, every like Q, you could, we, we joke about the Lindy Holmes hit all the time. If you make a big play in this game on either squad, you're in history. That's it. Like, you know, like Caleb had the kick. He had the kickoff return for a fumble and some guys, a tattoo of him on his leg. You don't have a tattoo of you. Do what? <laughs> Do I have a no, no, like the guy, our last guest. Oh, he's the, the guy has a tattoo of, of him. Yeah, you know that's a good question. I don't know, man. I, I, uh, I, I would doubt it. <laughs> I don't know. There for dude. sure is, man. You don't think there's like there's gotta there's some, be like there, there's gotta be a crazy Longhorn fan, some t-shirt fan out there with a big beer gut that's got the Quan Cosby laying out Lindy Holmes on his thigh. Shows at <laughs> every OU game. <laughs> or like a or like a tramp stamp of your Ohio State catch. <laughs> that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> yeah, that'd be. No, it would I be don't lit. know, but God, you're yeah. right, dude. With, the, 
it's crazy because on both sides, I'm sure um, every, every year, so many highlights come from this game. Um, we, we don't talk about it publicly, but this game is circled every freaking year. Uh, I know I was in the Sark this week and he talked about, well, it was actually a replay. He said, it's great to have to walk by that hallway every day and see that golden hat there. And so we all know what it means, man. It's, it, it really is next level. It's Thursday and I'm trying to, and this game's going to hit different because you have two ranked teams. It feels so much like 08. You know, it really does. You know, undefeated ranked teams, um, a little bit different because of the round robin kind of perspective of uh, the Big 12 championships. But whoever wins this game will be in the national conversation about playoff. Oh, yeah. It's just the way it is. And honestly, in my opinion, that's how it should be every freaking year. But whoever wins this game will be in that conversation. If you think about 08, we got screwed, but Oklahoma went to the national championship. So it feels a lot like that. You add the flavor of what happened in last year. You got Coach Venables, who's very knowledgeable about what this game means in Norman. Uh, like you said, those new players, they don't know, but they do. I mean, at the end of the day, they, they, they didn't experience that 49-0 shellacking. But, um, <laughs> but, they, but again, they're, they're walking by that hallway and there's not a gold hat. So it's, it's more game day showing up again, which is so mm-hmm. freaking sweet. Uh, game day loves gumbo, by the way. They go, talking about turkey legs, corn dogs. Nice little beer. That this is one of their favorite, and, and and you can you can hear it in their energy when they're in that Cotton Bowl. This is one of their favorite places to go. So it's uh it's no shortage of um stuff to talk about. But when you get on the field, I just feel like uh, it's the more physical team win, and that's what we've seen from Texas all year. And game day is probably super hype that it's uh, going to be around the 60s and 70s all, all weekend. So they won't have to be sweating in their in their nice suits. And, you know, McAfee probably wants to rip off the sleeves sometimes, you know, in that heat. But uh, I'm going to echo what we said yesterday. Uh, you know, we all think that this is round one of two. We're probably going to see this team again in the conference championship game. And that one probably has big playoff implications. You know, whatever team comes out on top of this game or maybe both games, you know, probably makes their way to a New Year's game and then potentially to Houston after that. So really just got to take care of business here. I mean, it's it's always an emotional game and it doesn't matter what the record shows, but, you know, they're going to be they're going to be ready to play. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Q, we've never really. I, mean, I guess we've gotten to some of your OU games, but the, you, you bring up the 08 one and y'all were down. You guys were down 21 10 at a point, right? Yeah, we were I down mean, 11 twice in that game. You were down a couple times in that game. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, what was it like in the locker room on the sidelines when you're in that environment in a game that does, you know, it's different than every other game? It's the rivalry game of the year. It's this, it's Ohio State, Michigan, like Bama, LSU, I guess, but this really is, you know, the top dog. Like, what's it like on the sideline with veteran guys, you know, young guys all playing? What are you guys saying to each other when you're down like that? Man, really, it's all week. You're like, listen, there will be swings because, uh, you know, and, and really it's the momentum. You think about the way it's set up, and we've all been there. Half, you know, this, there's half of the stadium is going bat crazy, right? And when your team is doing their thing, you're going blow for blow. It That happens. And so – yeah, you think about 08, man, we were down twice by 11. Ship return or kick return and, um, you know, brought us back. And then I think after that, they had another little run. They had a hell of a team with Gresham and, and you know, Sam Bradford and D. Murray and 
I mean, they had a lot of NFL guys on that team, but it clicked. Our defense, I remember Earl Thomas got a pick, and we just poured it on. I mean, to be down 11 and end up, you know, winning by 10 is a big deal, especially when you're playing another top five team. Similar, and then you go back two years ago, Caleb Williams, they're down by 21. And the momentum shifted, and it's just it's crazy how this game captures that. Uh, you don't often see the 49-0, you know, um, huge wins like that. I know Oklahoma has a few of them, but you expect what the line is, what, seven, six and a half? You expect a touchdown or less game and a just flat-out dogfight. So what, what you're saying to each other is, hey, we, we knew this was going to happen. We're still in it. There's a lot. Of, I mean, until essentially – you know, when you know, you know. And I remember when Chris Obanaya ran down the field and we didn't even score on him. We should have. We could. It could have been even worse. But um, he ran down and kind of sealed a deal for us. Um, that, mm-hmm. Until that time happens and there's less than probably four minutes left on the game, you got to go and you got to punch him in the mouth. But historically, whoever wins in the trenches takes care of business. And that's what I mean by the more physical team. Yeah, and then and we talked about it yesterday with with Caleb, but the turnover battle as well. And you just alluded to you know Earl getting that pick and how big that was um, in, yeah. in two thousand eight. Um, we might not have Ryan Watts. We didn't think we were going to have uh, Jatavian yesterday, That's but good. now we know that he's going to play and he's going to be a full go. Which Huge. we have no shortage of weapons on the offensive yes, side. I, I I felt confident about our group even if JT wasn't going to play but he is that X factor for us. And now we can play excellent, excellent offensive football that will be well-balanced. We can, we can use worthy on the outside Jay Witt and JT across the middle possession uh, mm-hmm. with, with AD and, and Jonathan Brooks. I mean, that was to me, it's like if we can run the football and we can dominate TOP like we did last week, um, I feel like we have the benefit of, of being, of having an easier time controlling this game controlling the clock and controlling the football. But that comes with not turning the ball over too. Um, yeah. I, it was funny. Like we were, we were in our, our group text, all the four of us kind of slinging around like different tweets that, you know, we Names, were seeing yeah. on, on <laughs> X and, um, <laughs> Oklahoma fans saying certain things. One thing that I, that, that just really jumped out to me, was like someone calling Quinn, like a mediocre, like meh middle of the pack QB, on, which this is how crazy this rivalry is. Like people lose the grasp of reality. Like that, that's how, you that's can say so whatever you want. You can say that he's not Caleb Williams, right? You can say he's not played up to the level of Michael Penix, but he and Dylan Gabriel have both had excellent seasons with their arms and with their legs. They've taken care of the football. Um, and that's what makes this matchup so enticing. And, and hopefully for, for Steve, uh, you know, for his record's sake, I think he's four and seven now playing top, 25 AP ranked teams. Let's get that to five and seven. You know, let's, let's get that to his, uh, his first year with Chippewa. the Texas Longhorns. <laughs> yeah. And what his first record was. He already beat two this year. So it's trending in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, I, I really think that, you know, it's, it's so blasphemous because we've had average quarterbacks. Like we'll admit it. We've had average quarterbacks in this game and in, in recent memory, like Quinn's probably the, Quinn's probably the best quarterback we've had since Colt. Real, yeah, just flat out prospect. Yeah, in this game, yeah, like, yeah, in this game, yeah, and you probably could even say last year too. And he had a really good game last year. You know, this is one of those things where 
if like you're saying to us, we control time of possession and we're running and we're riding what's gotten here thus far. Yes, we have Quinn. Yes, 80s, 80s balling and, you know, X is balling. We really haven't seen much of, you know, Whittington. We have Sanders healthy, uh, which is a great piece of news. Like by and large, it's gotten us, you know, uh, by in the past couple of games, which made it help us dominate the past couple of games is Jonathan Brooks. Yep. He he truly is like he's like the Devonta Deont- 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 Foreman of the group, honestly. Like the running back that no one like really wanted to give props to or you know classify him. Well, I just think I'm just saying, mm-hmm. yeah, but I I I I think we all thought he was good, but it's we're talking about the shoes that he has to fill with Bijan, mm-hmm. but I don't understand like how much of a better job you could be doing. Like you're third in the nation in rushing. And if you don't count like the first couple of games where you started off slow, these last four games, you're first. So he's leading the nation and rushing. Like, I don't, you can't really ask for much more out of this kid week in and week out, especially as a sophomore. Um, So, yeah, I mean, look, this is one of those things. If we run the football and we control time possession, like you're saying, Alex, like we are going to beat this team because they are good. They do have a good quarterback as well. Um, Just, I just want to get going back just to go back to that. Oh, wait, real quick the year, because I was looking, you know, you're three and one against OU, right. In 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 the red river. Okay. So three and one, you lost your junior year and then you won in 07. Then you win your senior year trying to get the inverse mindset of them. Like what they'll be saying, like what did Mac you know, what was his message to the crew after losing last year? Like losing your junior year to the senior year? Because I want to, I kind of want to know yeah. what Venables would be saying. It was everything y'all talked about. Oh, essentially, Jamal was going into the end zone and he dove over a guy to try to score. The guy's helmet hit the ball. He fumbled on the two-yard line over 4-0. And so those are, you can't make those mistakes, certainly in those, you know, opportune times. And so, yeah. We we had we had too many turnovers. I think Cole had a couple of picks as well, and so we had a lot of turnovers. Jamal ran decent, but not not the typical JC games that we'd see where he's running for one eighty, um, uh, and and he had a couple of fumbles. And so Mac didn't have much to say. We kind of knew we we knew what why we screwed it up, you know, and we, we were pissed that you know going you know beating them back to back which don't happen very often for any team, really, you know. And so we, we were trying to keep it going. So not even though we lost the previous year, though, you do – it's a clean slate every time. Every time you, you get to this week with different players. Um, and, and, and to talk about them, we know they have so many guys that came from the portal, we, and they are improved, but we still have the better roster. You know, in my opinion, we, we truly do. We, when you go talk about our starters, um, and, and I think we did it a couple of weeks ago too, what position are they better than us? And I, I just can't think of a lot of them. Uh, yeah, I, I really, I really don't know if there's any. Yeah. Maybe kicker. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, seriously, that might be it because our kickers missed a couple of field goals. But, you know, take – and by the way, this game was a big kicking game. You know, it mm-hmm. is truly one of those games where every freaking phase matters. Punt returns, kick returns, you know, really um, kicking field goals. Um, hell, of course, we had a couple of issues just receiving the punt. You can't muff one in this game because, especially if you're on the wrong side of the field, it just, it just, it, that poop rolls downfield, down the hills. So uh, it's just, uh, like I said, I, I think there's been a lot of changes. I think there's going to be new blood. I don't believe it's going to be a 49 to zero type deal, but I do still feel like we have the better roster. 
And um, we're going to come out there pretty fired up because I just see a different look in these cats' eyes. They, they, they're they hungry. I mean, you think about yeah. some of the veteran guys on this team, they've never really had a good season. Mm-hmm. And so now to be in the position that they are, um, maybe a sprinkle of them that were at that Sugar Bowl, but really these guys are hungry. They they do have leadership. Uh, they just have a different mindset. So they need to understand what this game is. And uh, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be, uh, I think I said it last week. I think we're going to cover again. Oh, Ooh. yeah. I, well, what's your score prediction? Because we gave ours yesterday. Mine was 42-27 horns. Mine is because I think Venables is better. I, I think he's a hell of a defensive coach. And um, I, I know we threw 49 on him and yeah. some people at a little bit different level. But I think they're going to do better this year. I, I'd say 38, you know, I'll say 38-24. Okay, so similar margin. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think it's I don't think it's gonna be the, the blowout deal. I think it's gonna be back and forth. They're gonna go at it. But I think we have too much. I think they're gonna hit a couple of good plays because their quarterback is good and, and, and get some points. But I yeah. when you if you almost put which I don't truly believe this, I just know this game changes it. I don't think our offenses are a wash, to be honest with you. I think our offense is better, especially with JT back. However, I do feel like our defense is that point differentiator that's gonna get us to 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 where we need to be yeah i I really hope you run it down their throat i mean i just think i think that's just continuing to to do what's what's winning the ball games you know the bread and butter right now and just tote the rock and let the guys make some plays and you know rotate them in and out it's got to be said b if it's got to be jonathan brooks even if you want to get you know blue involved just run it down the throat i mean i'd like to see quinn go for a few a few carries you know for positive yardage but one quick thing i wanted to just bring up is that you know this team is one they're five and oh you know if they continue to roll um it's a different feeling i feel like when you get addicted to winning than just trying like in seasons prior where you're just trying to chase wins where it's like we can't have another loss like you know like it's just a different feeling when you're getting a taste of how good it feels to be loved on campus and getting the national attention from the media and being on this massive high and playoff implications and you know nil deals to get thrown at you and i'm sure it's pretty badass right now to be on campus as a football player you get addicted to that taste of 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 it's a drug almost, you know, where it's like, yeah. oh, it's just, you're on cloud nine. So I almost well, think that. It it take, yeah. What it takes to get there. No, I, I, we talked about it before. Uh, the habitual cultures of winning and losing. And, and we, and we, unfortunately culture gets thrown around just a little bit too much, but I think that, I think that's what I meant by this just been a very different mindset. These cats have a taste of it. They're in the mix. They're being talked about on that level. They're getting love everywhere. I think the the addictive piece of it was when they got back from Tuscaloosa at 3 o'clock in the morning, and there's 20,000 students on campus saying, let's party. (laughs) I mean, hold on. I like that. What what did it take to get there? But what did we do? And and, and kudos to the coaches after, like, hey, bro, this is what this place is. Y'all been spoiled, and you don't have a clue of where you can be and I think that's where a lot of them are. They're getting that message, and they're like, yeah. "That that felt good." <laughs> I, I, I want. Yeah, support. it's uh, I, you. Got, I played baseball at the lowest level. Of I know it's not the most important thing on campus. 
<laughs> I was just gonna say, <laughs> I, 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 I've played baseball at the lowest level of all four of us, like we've discussed in the past, but kind of what Nick, what Nick is saying, you know, like in the change of mindset, the first thing they teach you is like, go in, don't go into an at bat saying, I hope I don't strike out because what's going to happen. You're going to strike out. If you go into a game saying, I hope I don't lose this game because I can't deal with any yeah, more you losses. You overthink it. You lose the game. So like this addiction to winning, this taste of like, oh, that was cool in Tuscaloosa. The taste that like, oh, we hear about the, you know, all the, the 08, 05, like all the teams in the past. Like that's what they had every weekend. Like they maybe once they didn't have it a year. And those yeah. are the, you know, like, it, which is crazy. Um, I, you just, I, you, yeah. Yeah. Just, stage. just real quick. Uh, Josh, I know. Cause you were looking at the games where, where Q played. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the Red River rivalry at the time it was the shootout. Uh, now we know that that name has changed. And Quan, if you know this, chime in. But were we had we played five games at any point when you were in the Red River rivalry, or was it less than? Because I know frequently we're, we haven't we don't have five games under our belt. Yeah, it was usually four. I mean, it's usually yeah, like yeah. we're four and what three and whatever it may be. But it, it was it was rare that we were already five games in both both teams, honestly. Um, yeah, yeah. And, I just I think one thing that people aren't thinking about is that I know the first two years weren't what we wanted out of out of Sark, Sark in the in the squad, but it's specifically him as a head coach and as an offensive guru. But this now he has his guys. Now he has the speed that he wants on the outside. Now he has the tight end that is as versatile and as much of a nightmare matchup for linebackers, safeties, anyone who you put on him. Yeah. And we're using a ton of pre-snap motion. We 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 love stacking our our best formations on the short side of the field. Like our offensive line is as good as it as good as it has been and getting better week to week. I, I don't I, I bring up the extra week because I think the more you see this Texas offense, the better it's going to look, the better Quinn's going to feel with his reads the more the guys are going to be comfortable with that motion and understanding the timing of it. Like, mm -hmm. I don't even think we've seen the best of this offense from a passing attack standpoint. And, and to me, what we offer with our speed and why I love Jonathan Brooks so much with Worthy on the outside and A.D. Mitchell and maybe why Whittington hasn't gotten as involved as much is because like this offense reminds me, if you want to comp it to the NFL offenses at its best to the Dolphins and to the 49ers, like, that's what well, that's what we can be with our tools that we have with our players and our weapons. And I don't know if I don't know if the massive breakout game for Quinn where he throws for Mahomes-esque like Texas Tech level passing yards is going to happen this week, but it will happen this year. It will. And I don't think it needs to happen though. Yeah, you because going off what you're say. saying, sure, sure, like, sure. But it, but like it could. Oh and yeah. That, even just the threat of the fact that it could is where I think we can get and and. It just we haven't been in this position before. Well, and, and even the threat of being able to do that is where our defensive coordinator is going. How the hell do we stop them? Every one of them. Right. It, it's so hard. And you talk about JT. Yeah, he's getting better every game. By the way, he scored last year. You know, he he scored he, this he game last year. He, he had a great game last year. And so we just have so many freaking pieces. And, and that's why I say they are improved, no doubt about it. Um, they're gonna come in with their. DNA talking all that, but I I think if we start fast, if we play a complete game, like y'all said, we still there's still some in the tank, and this game could bring the best out of them. 
And then last but not least, talk about their mindset and the culture shift. Two years ago, Sark's first few years, they were letting folks come back and they weren't finishing. Yep. They are beating folks down in the fourth quarter. Different. Th- so yeah. regardless of what happens, we want to be up going into the fourth. Matter of fact, hell, I want to be getting ready for, you know, I might even go, go get in line early for a, a freaking turkey leg. But- careful, careful, <laughs> dude. Don't. Nick and I almost <laughs> did that a couple of years ago, <laughs> and I'm glad we didn't. I, it's, <laughs> Toss, you're, it's so interesting, your whole sentiment about the offense, because like, I, which makes me excited about the team, because the, the way you feel about the offense and how we're not seeing the best of it yet, it's the exact same way I feel, but about the defense. I feel that way about our defense. Like, yes, and I, and I, you saying it out loud, I'm like, okay, I feel that way about the offense too. But a, this is a game where if everything goes right, and a big reason we're beating these teams down is the offense is clicking and clicking and, and settling into the game, and the defense is relentless. Yeah, we are holding teams to no points. Look at look the fat the, last few games. We're holding. They're, teams to no they're points. scoring on like bogus plays too, like the fumble, yeah, fumble. That, like. You know, break breakaway touchdowns. Like it's it's not like they're driving on us and just having methodical drives and oh, we got gashed all all drive long. No, they're just big plays usually. Really and are. this is and this is one of those this is one of those games because their offense is good Very and good. it's their offense is fast and their their run game is a little weak, but their offense is good and their offense is fast and in, in, in the receiving game. If we hold this team down, I think a lot of the national attention which no one is saying this right now because it's all about the quarterbacks and the QBs are hot and, you know, Penix and Caleb and the guys in the pac 12 and, and, you know, and, and Quinn even like what no one has really come out and said this year that I've heard at least, Oh, that team has the best defense in the country. That would be something to see if we hold this team to like under 20 points again. And that's how many games in a row through big 12 play we've held our opponents to under, you know, 20 points and some teams even the 10. Great. Yeah. Are we going to be in a position where like, okay, like Caleb, great. You guys could score 48, but run the risk of giving up 48, you know, Penix, like we'll see what happens when things get deeper for you, man. Uh, and your googly eyes for Rome and Polk, you know, <laughs> like we could be in a position where we have the number one defense in the country that changes to me. Everything that then you're you look at the, the composition Ohio. of all of the national champions of years prior, and really? all those teams have top five defenses. Every single one of them. Everybody talks about Vince. Vince will get the ball if we don't stop a fourth and two. I mean, yeah. really, our deep and what our that offense was arguably one of the best offenses ever be on the field, like a Joe Burrow type offense and all that that he had. And our we held our own. They were yeah. What was it? 38, what was that final score? 31-28? No, it was more than that. No, it was 31-28, wasn't it? No, not what? I thought it was 38-35. No? Why are we all having brain farts right now? Hold well, up, because this is the problem. It's been too damn long. 41-38. <laughs> oh, we put well, up 41-38. That's yeah, what it yeah, was. 41-38. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, that, that is, that seems like a lot of points. Mm-hmm. The problem is that team was putting up 55, 65 points a game. And the Heisman Trophy winner. And they had Reggie Bush, Lindell White. They had Matt Liner. I mean, the list goes on of just how many playmakers they had across the board. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, Our defense defense has been a problem. I I love that, Josh. I love that. Yeah. Milro has been pretty damn good after our game 
Let's be real. So, I mean, it wasn't that he wasn't good the next one. It was that our defense made him look so bad. Saban lost trust. And now yeah. they're back in a position to – he's like – everybody's like, well, how do you name him the starter that quick? The dude can make plays. Yeah, he is exactly. an athlete. He is an athlete. And, and, and versus lesser defenses, they're 4-1. and one. We're going to learn a lot this weekend. That's going to be actually a fun game to, to check out. But they're um, – I'm right there with you, Josh. Our defense can go in um, amazing yet semi-rare territory if they hold these guys down like they have everybody else they played to this point. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and I the, nat- wanna... the, nat- the national outlook for the Big 12 defenses in general is always that our defenses suck, right? Yeah, Whether it's Texas or any other team. <laughs> so we have that much more of an uphill battle, at least from a national media standpoint. And then as a defense, I think like the measure in college football and the NFL, like the measure of a great defense is how you stifle and stop the best offenses, right? Like if you're a great defense, you want the hunger and challenge of playing a guy like Dylan Gabriel or Caleb Williams, whoever it is. Cause then when you stop that guy, you get to say, no, 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 it doesn't matter that we got three backup QBs in a row because we stopped that guy. So that this is a huge and tremendous challenge for them. And, yeah, if we come out on the other side, how we all think and and know we can, um, the defense deserves to be talked about in that kind of way. And this is also a defense that is coached by a DC who, you know, has completely changed the outlook of, of how we looked at him, a guy that if we continue this trajectory and end up winning the big 12 championship, who knows what we do after that? Like this guy's going to be a head coach somewhere and he deserves to be a head coach somewhere. Right. Oh, are you talking about our I'm talking about I'm PK. talking about PK. 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 Okay, sorry. I thought you were talking about Venables on the other side, but yeah, no, like I like I really hope you have Watts in this one. I think we need them. Um, but our front seven like can really do some damage. We have we have like pros, not like, oh, I hope this guy gets drafted pros. Like we have yo, this guy is going in the first or second round. This guy's going at least in the third round. Like we have even Caleb Kelly, who was like came on our show as a linebacker himself, like a, and was a top recruit. He's like Ford. That guy is a pro. Like yeah. everyone on a national level knows that three-star recruit. Ironically, uh, everyone on a national level knows that, that this guy's a pro. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that that's the sentiment that rings true. We we don't really. I mean, I guess we do get a little nostalgic with UQ, but this show maybe more more so than others. Uh, I have a trivia question for you, Quan. Uh, yes, okay, you were undefeated in two years going to the OU game, but two mm-hmm. years you were not. So you had one loss going into each game. I believe it was your sophomore year and your junior year. Do you know the teams that you guys had lost to going into the year, going into the OU game? Uh, yeah. Because I only had seven of them. <laughs> Way to sling it back. Way to sling it back to me. Thank you. <laughs> well, it was um, Ohio State. Yeah. And then uh, – K-State. Yeah, correct. Um, yeah. Now, you your senior year, do you remember how many yards you had in the Red River game? Uh, man, I think I went for 11 for 120-something. You went not, you went nine for 122. Oh, yeah. I was, yeah. Well, then Ship had 11 for like 130. We we went souping on them both. So. You just, yeah, it was just a- you two. <laughs> I looked yeah, at that. y'all. I, I looked at yeah, your stats. Kick, the kicker turn, too. I look at yeah. your stat, yeah. I look at your stats first, Q. So it's just like there. I look at what Quan's. I saw what you had, and I saw what Ship had. I didn't look at the rest of the receiving group. I was like, damn, how many yards did Colt throw for? And it was like oh, 270. Yeah. It was just yeah. like not a lot. Like just, just that. Because we yeah. asked, but again, going back to this game and the and the, and the, the way you help not turning it over, you, you run the ball. 
I'm mm-hmm. telling you, it's so physical in the trenches. Chris Obanaya had a hell of a game that game. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Jamal's had some. Ortiz has some. Really, this game, as crazy it is, and, and, and you know, Sam Bradford could sling it, and, and he did to Gresham and other guys, but um, it's, it comes to the trenches, man. And, and fortunately, nuts. I think we have the advantage, and all we have to do is prove, you know, they just have to prove us right because on paper and what we've seen in the first five games, I think yeah. I think we have the advantage. And last one for you. Other than like let's say Colt VY, you know, like you know how they're revered in, in, in Longhorn Nation. Is is Jamal the best player you played with? Um offensively? Yeah, offensively. We'll say. Defensively we'll call another animal. Yeah, I'm about to say I was like, dude, I was talking to Huff before we got on this deal. He's pretty damn good. He yeah. brought some pretty damn good. Even Earl and all those, man. That's 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 tough to say, you know, because you know, Ramon Taylor was a baller. You know, RT mm-hmm. he he uh, unfortunately made a couple mistakes, but that dude, he played in the backfield and he went at receiver and he was moss cast, and so mm-hmm. he was pretty damn good. David Thomas, one of the best tight ends to ever play, get a Super Bowl and all the above. So Jamal certainly is in that in that conversation. But we had some dudes, man. We um. Mm-hmm. We, we really did. Hell, craziest thing, Henry Melson ended up being a D lineman, but his freshman year, he had 13, 14 touchdowns. Mm. You know, and so it just, we, we, we had a, there's a reason we won as much as we did. And the, the cool piece is that's what I see in this roster. I really do see this roster having depth, having next man up mentality. And, um, and I, this is certainly the best roster, in my opinion. Oh, and I'll, I'll I'll say since 2008, I really yeah. And, and yeah, I'm I'm saying this roster is better than the national championship losing team that coach senior year. Wow, it's deep. it's deep. I mean, it's 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 just every position. You know, we got guys who are next man up mentality. Jesus, so that's what you need to to breed a national champion. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's like, that's, that's a, what's like when Magic said Kobe was the best Laker, man. That's, I'm glad, I'm glad I don't have to like go deep and, and, and find the social clip for this one. That was, yeah, a, I don't even, that yeah, was but, a cut right there. Well, we know Quan's not even being political about it like Magic probably was, right? Like, yeah. he's got to stay on the, he's got to stay on the right side. He always does. I, yeah. As long as our guys, they don't need any motivation, but if they do, yeah. they should go watch Deshaun Jameson chase down that that pick six that Kirk Cousin had this past yeah, week and when, he, when he laid Kirk Cousins out. That's all you got. That right there. That right there. I was like, this guy, it's like he knows Texas OU's this coming weekend. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, lo- we love our horns and the pros doing big things, but if they play with that level of intensity, like we'll we'll be we'll be all right. I'll tell you what, I, I do not want to see any Longhorns in the NFL wearing OU gear on Sunday because they lost a bet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh that's Thankfully, uh, I knew when and when and when not to make that bet, which is exactly why I'm, I'm taking bets this year. If any of my boys want to call me, because I'm feeling pretty <laughs> good about what you we have. Like, you try to, to rock Chris Harris Jr. We have it on record. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he, and he was real confident on that, as he should be. But um, like I told him, I was like, I'm going I'm to keep it humble. But 
I don't. I'm not that worried. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he was su- he was super confident. You're like, all right, let's throw some stacks, and he was like, you know what, like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, all right, gents, Q, hold it down for us. Yes, I mean, we're all watching in different places. I'll hold it down. New York, Toss in L.A., uh, Nick and Austin, and Q in D Town, where the game is being held. Hold it down, Thank fellas. You, let's get a win. Let's go. Continue the undefeated streak and just, you know, again, next game up. All right. Let's go. Horns up, talking tech. Oh, you sucks. Horns. Oh, you sucks. Fisher, Disopolis, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Credit, the Quan Cosby. We'll see you guys next time. Welcome. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.